friendship isn't about who you've known the longest. It's about who walked into your life and said, I'm here for you and proved it. Marvin B, known as Uncle Marv, and I am coming at you live. And for those of you that have been regular watchers, you can see that this is a different background than usual. I am broadcasting live from the backyard. Back there, if you have been following my Facebook, you will recognize that as the renovation of 2021, where we have redone the pool pavers. We redid the patio deck and some nice stained concrete. Actually, it's painted. And we did new fencing around the front. We did rooms, all that stuff. And the wife is away. So I decided I would bring the studio here to test some things out. Because I'm going to be doing some mobile podcasts a little bit later this month mainly for my tech podcast that I do. You probably don't have any interest in that, but I will be on site, on location with some tech friends of mine, and we'll be doing some podcasts that way. So I'm here testing out all the equipment to see how we do in a mobile setting. No AC. I am connected to a battery pack and some other stuff. I know we don't care about that, but just wanted to know why we're in a different location. The lighting We are here with the lights there, so if I'm looking a little bright, that is why. So I have a show for you tonight that I think you will enjoy. I have a special guest here this evening. We are going to the Wayback Machine and pulling out a guest who I've not seen. Oh, most of the time we say 30 years. It could be much more than that. Uh, We will address that a little bit later. Some of you that have seen the updated post this afternoon, Wendy Pierce, that was not her name when we saw her last. It was Wendy Hargrove. So she will be joining us in just a few minutes. I do want to take a quick moment and explain why I've not been on the last couple of weeks. The last show you may remember, Nino Frederico and I previewed the national championship game and I picked Gonzaga and was embarrassed by that pick and couldn't show my face for a little while because, ooh, it was rough. But that was the last show. Then we got busy with work, had some projects coming up, had a company where we had to move and do a bunch of follow-up work on that Monday. So that Monday was packed. And then I do want to try not to make this a somber note, but we had a neighbor friend of ours commit suicide just over a week ago. So last week was was not really a mindset time for me. Just to let you guys know that it was tough. The, the neighbor is literally right across the street from us. 
somebody that we have known since the time we've moved in. We see him on almost a daily basis. We wave, say hello. He's really good friends with the neighbors next door. And they did not see it coming either. So it was rather interesting to have that happen. Suicide is, you know, there's there's an epidemic of depression happening in this country. And, you know, it's just something where the last week or so, it's been a time of reflection uh, for both me and the wife and figuring out what do we need to do to be better friends and be better neighbors. And, well, one of the reasons I started this podcast was because of the fact that, you know, there had been so many people that I had lost contact, contact with over the years. Much of it was my fault. Just got too busy, just really didn't make an effort and told myself I need to do that. This was a way to force me to do that. But then to find out that somebody right here physically that I have been seeing on a regular basis just decided to take his own life. So uh, it's been an interesting time here. I don't really want to get too much into that, except that I want to say, folks, take this time that we have. We all know all the antidotes and all the sayings. Life is short. Don't waste it. Spend time with the people you love. I can tell you that my wife, Kim, is in Georgia right now, and she works awfully hard to stay in touch with families and friends, especially her family. Most of you probably don't know she is from a small town in Ohio. So when I you know, tricked her into falling in love with me and marrying me. I brought her down to Florida, which was a long way from her family. She had a lot of family relocate to Georgia, Carolina. So they make a lot of trips as much as possible up to Georgia where they can hang out and spend time together. So that's where she is. And, you know, we all need to make that time to do that, which is why I'm going to tell you that if you have not yet booked, your ticket to the Satellite High School Reunion. Um, do that. The Facebook group that Tina Veltri does has all the information. If you go to UncleMarv.com, I have a blog on that page that will be a link to show you where to go and do all that. And that uh, will do all that. If you're a part of any of my other groups, I make an awful lot of effort to stay in touch with those. My Junior Achievement people, Palm Beach Atlantic, I will be reaching out to the people that were part of my three years of darkness up in Carolina. So you'll be seeing some stuff from that as well. And folks, we just got to be nice to each other and take the time to just pay attention. Just in case anybody has any questions or any comments, I am going to post up here the suicide hotline. So David Becker, who some of you knew from Satellite as well, he's been on the show before, was a good basketball buddy of mine, put up a post on Facebook uh, not too long ago, actually back in March, and talked about how he had a friend that recently attempted suicide, did not complete the act, uh, but talked about depression and mental illness. I will have a link to that as well. I'm not going to posted here because of uh, the fact that I'm outside on Wi-Fi. I don't want it to freeze up the screen here. 
But if you know Dave Becker and haven't taken the time to go back and read that post back in March, again, I will have a link to it in the show notes. So on your podcatcher, when you go and look for the episode, look for the notes, and I'll have a link to that. And Dave shares some personal thoughts and experiences on that. So I just want to take a time and make sure that uh, we address that and, you know, be available to friends and family and neighbors. And you know what? Do that little extra wave, extra hello. Say yes when you can if they ask you stuff. And let's try to make the world a better place. All right. As we go through the notes here, I do want to also mention that one of the things that I was actually able to do was reach out to, I'm trying real hard to reach out to people. And I know a lot of people reach out to me on the Facebook. And sometimes I have to make sure that I really, truly know somebody. And I'll have to do research. I may ask other people, hey, who is this person? <laughs> do they remind me of? But I made a call last Thursday to Andy Lowe. And Andy Lowe and I graduated from Satellite. Andy played football with me. He and the Lowe clan are well known in the Satellite area. So I talked to Andy. I will be making a call to David, his brother, who also played with us. And everybody knows him. Everybody loves him. Ed Lowe, who relocated to Tennessee a while back. So I'll be talking to the entire Lowe clan. And uh, it's always nice to make that call and have somebody on the other end know your name, remember you. Of course, the question of why the hell am I getting a call from Marvin B is always interesting, but that happened there. And if you can hear that, that is a military helicopter that is going over. Actually, it's three of them. We are not far from the Fort Lauderdale Executive Airport, and we have things like that that happen. Normally, they happen during the day. There's usually not a lot that happens at night, so I don't know what's going on there. I'll have to check out next door and see what happened, but that was three military helicopters that came out of the Fort Lauderdale Executive Airport. So now for all of you that are now trying to scramble and check your Google and see where you can find out where I live, Fort Lauderdale. Executive Airport, go look. Okay, with that, I want to go ahead and get started and bring on our guest. And I mentioned her earlier. Many of you will remember her as Wendy Hargrove, but she is actually Wendy Pierce. She left us well before the satellite years. Delora Junior High. Wendy, how are you? I'm doing well, Marvin. It's great to be back in contact with you. Yay. It is. It is. Now, let's let everybody know you are currently in the state of Colorado. Correct. But Where? I I just, the, the snow and cold 10 months out of the year, I am ready to go back to Satellite Beach. I'm leaving um, in June, so I should be there in time for the high school reunion. Yay. And my 12-year-old daughter will go to Delora Junior High. So I'm excited about that for her. Well, we yeah. have to correct you. It's actually a middle school now. Oh, that's right. Delora <laughs> Middle School. I just like the sound of Delora Junior High. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. So how has life been? You are in Colorado, headed back. So obviously you miss Florida. Oh, yes. How else has life been for you? Well, I left Satellite Beach. My dad was in the Air Force. We came to Satellite Beach from Misawa, Japan. And we were in Satellite Beach for, I don't know, two or three years. 81, 82, and 83, I have the yearbooks for. And my dad was military, and we went from there to Las Vegas, Nevada. And I actually started experimenting with, you know, the alcohol and a little marijuana, fun stuff like that before I left Satellite Beach. And then I moved to Vegas where it was 24-hour nightclub. And most people just go through the phase, you know, they'll, they'll use the drugs, alcohol, or whatever, just to phase for a period of time and move on. I didn't ever really move on. I went forward, but I still continued to drink. And that led me to a place here in Colorado with my ex-husband that was very dark. I was embarrassed to reach out to anybody because I didn't want them to know about my dark world. And had I reached out, I probably would have been able to help my best friend in Las Vegas. Um, you know, they're a good friend when they're in all your weddings. <laughs> but um, she started sneak drinking. And within six months, she was in the hospital and died. Hmm. And when I last year, when I first got on Facebook, I've been sober for three years now. I got back on Facebook last year to get in touch. And I'm looking her up. And I get her daughters. And so I'm typing to her. I'm like, oh, please have her call me at this number. I am so excited. I sat there and waited and waited for the phone to ring. And then I get a text message back saying my mom died two years ago. Um, That was really sad. I felt some guilt because I feel like if I would have, if I could have reached out from my own darkness, maybe I could have helped her in some way. It was just very devastating to me. So Keeping in touch and reaching out is huge. Yeah. So let's go back and kind of work forward. So when you left, you said your dad was in the Air Force. Mm -hmm. So you came from Japan. We have that in common. My dad was in the Air Force. We came from Berlin, Germany. Oh, wow. So when my dad got ready to leave, he went to Italy. But my parents divorced right before that. That's how I ended up staying in satellite. Um, but we, I was an Air Force brat as well. Yeah, I really hated leaving Satellite Beach that age, and you have your good friends, and it was it was tough. Yeah, but I'm back in touch with them. My best friend Lori Hart Plant, Lori Hart Plant. Um, she has my dream car sitting at her house, waiting on me. <laughs> yes, so so we saw that. Get back. We saw yeah. that Facebook post. So I'm excited to get back be with her. Pardon me. I said, we saw that Facebook post. Yeah. So I'm excited about the move to Florida. Lots of good things to look forward to and leaving this dark little town behind me. You know, there's this small snowy mountain tourist town and there's nothing here. The closest McDonald's is 25 miles away. We don't have shopping centers or malls, not that much job opportunity. So I'm taking me and my daughter back to Florida for that reason, just so we have better opportunity. All right. So, so I understand it was a dark time you said, but let me ask you're in Colorado. It's snow country. It's ski country. 
did you take any advantage of any of those things? I did go skiing maybe twice. And that was before I had my daughter. And then after having her, I was too scared I'd break an arm or something and wouldn't be able to hold on to her. <laughs> so I don't do that. Um, I wanted to go camping. I couldn't get the family to go camping with me, scared of bugs or whatever. And um, I did go whitewater rafting one time. That was just like a year or two ago. And all the years I was here, my mother, yes, I'm 53, but my mother wouldn't let me go. <laughs> so I finally went and I hated it. <laughs> what? I couldn't keep up with the paddles. I'm rowing, but I'm clacking everybody else's paddle. So, and then I kept bouncing into the boat instead of out, which was good. And finally, they're like, when you just stay down, stay down. <laughs> so, that, was it cold. was it one of the lower levels, or was it a very I forget what they're K fives, K ones, oh, or whatever? I don't, I don't know. It wasn't that bad, but enough bouncing, and I'm lightweight. I was sitting on the side and trying to paddle that it just bounced me right in the boat and I couldn't get back up. Felt terrible. I'm oh, letting my. the crew down. Huh. All right. So whitewater rafting is, I loved it when I went, but I went in the Carolina and Tennessee area. And uh, we did both. This is when I was driving buses and we would take kid groups up and do that sort of thing. Never did the skiing because I don't need to be in or around snow ever. Oh, I'm just tired of it. Huh. And when I was in Carolina, I was in during probably the three mildest winters they had in uh, 89, 90, and 91, or 90, 91, and 92. So, yeah, 90. There were three mild winters, and I think there was only maybe a foot of snow one time in three years. And that was enough for me. Wow. It's cold here 10 months out of the year. So, and it's a little yeah. tourist town. So most of the businesses make their money during June, July, and August. Yeah. Whitewater rafters and fishing and all that. Yeah. So let me ask you this. When you, you know, popped back on the Facebook. Now I understand that because I kind of, you know, went away from civilization for a while and I jumped on Facebook in 2015 and was just overwhelmed by all the people saying hello. So how was, how was that for you? Oh, it was very exciting. I, I spent hours on the computer when I tell my daughter that she's been on the computer too long. And then I'm on it for an hour during Facebook, which I hadn't ever done before. So it was new to her and we're both just sitting doing our own thing. But, um, Oh, it was very exciting. I got in contact with my best boyfriend ever in high school and be in touch with him and just a meeting with you and getting back in touch with Lori and Renee and Tina Veltry. And it was very exciting for me. Oh. Now, when you when you say Renee, is that Frappaport? Yes, Renee Freypart. What do you call her? I think I've heard that Frappaport before. Yeah. Uh, anybody else you've been getting in touch with or uh rob rickett and i'm now okay. talking to his wife lisa gagnon rickett she yeah. is a teacher at delora so it's nice i got an in with the teachers of my daughter's school um gosh who else there's mary deerdorf and i can't even think of everybody now my mind's gone blank on who, who all it is well but, how about if i people. How about if I do a quick surprise and hop on one of those people? 
Oh my gosh. Hi. I know you and I just type back and forth. We don't see each other. You're beautiful, Lori. (laughs) So are you. What a nice surprise, Marvin. Miss Lori Plant (laughs) is in the house. I love this girl. (laughs) That's pretty funny that we're doing this. I'm telling you, exciting things happen to me all the time now. And being sober, I just, I never believed anybody that you could have fun being sober. I thought you had to have a beer at the softball game, a margarita in the pool, and a rum and coke in the shower before you go out. I just couldn't imagine it. And this life is so much better. I am so happy, and I'm able to accomplish so much more and remember a lot more. (laughs) Well, that that is the key. It's not fun if you can't remember it. Exactly. How funny you. So, Miss Plant, now we haven't seen each other since the summer of 16, right? Yep, that's right. And that was a little fun-filled summer. Uh, Me coming up every other weekend in Melbourne and dancing and partying. Yep. yep. If we could could call it that in our 40s. Exactly. No, (laughs) we broke it down. We were were cool. Yeah. No, yeah. But we we met for... um, it was for Ellen Marcus. It's her. Yes. You know, it was her, kind of her satellite high school farewell. Right. But we all, you know, shared memories of her and good times. And then we went out and, you know, kind of celebrated her life. So it was a yep. good time. It was yep. good to see everybody. Yep. It is something to look back and think about the people we lost, which makes it all the much more important that we take time to, you know, remember who's still here. Absolutely. Take the time and, you know, reach out and say hello. So, you know, Wendy, you reached out to me and I don't remember when it was on the Facebook. Um, Very nice. Thank you for doing that. Yes. I'm glad. I love being in touch with all these great people. I'm so excited to get down there, Lori. I know you are. I'm excited for for you. And I'm so so excited. I get overexcited sometimes. And like when my mom told her boyfriend about our plan to move to Florida, that made it real. And I got so overexcited. I thought, I need a cocktail. And it's called the celebration trigger. And I, that was my only trigger in three years was being overexcited. And I thought, I intend to be this happy from here on out. So I need to handle that. <laughs> and right. this weekend, the garage sale was fantastic. I did buy donations, you know, just pick anything you want, pay what you want. It's all going to the gas fund. And people were so generous. I mean, we did really great. I have money now for gas to Florida. <laughs> That's awesome. And oh my. I was very excited about that over the weekend. And so I was, I was getting that overexcitement. And I told my uncle, I said, my heart's beating too fast. I have so much to say to you. You have to give me a moment of silence. And that was better, but I didn't crave the drink. So that was good. Good. So, Lori, you started to mention the car. Is there a story behind the car? I mean, how did that happen? You're in Colorado. You buy it in Florida. It's Somebody explain all of that. Well, um, I have dreamed of this car. I even had it on a dream board. Um, for about eight years now. And every time I would pass a Chrysler 300 on the road, I would get a sense or a message that you're on the right track, stick with it. 
So I kept sticking with it. I didn't know it'd be eight years before I had my own, but I, I have to have a car when I get there and I'm selling my Dodge Durango before I leave. So I went online and I searched and it took a long time to find the, um, the silver outside and the gray interior. And the only difference between mine and a newer model, besides $10,000, is the backup camera. And like I said, I don't look behind me anyway, so I don't really need that. <laughs> we we learned how to drive without them, so you don't need that. Right, exactly. Yeah. So I finally got my dream car, and that was with money that I saved only for one year. I started saving last year. And all the money that I would have spent on my bad habits, I was able to pay cash for my dream car. Nice. Happy about that. And dear Lori is in Florida. So I bought the car into land and they took it to her husband's shop. And he said it's in pristine condition and the AC is cold. I'm so excited. <laughs> I look yeah, at they, it a lot. They transported it for her. Yes. Oh, I heard somebody off camera. Yeah. Is that the that, husband? That was the husband. Huh. All right. Wait, Have him pop on there. Hey there. Hey, Dan. Hey. You look just the same. Well, thank you. You too. Hey, Mark. Oh, really? Hello. Hey. You're a good looking guy. What a nice couple you are, Lori. <laughs> 28 years. 20. Yeah, long time. Yeah, you I tried for that. Everybody's, you know, my age has grandchildren now, but I didn't have my child till I was 41. And when I was in Florida on in Salt Lake Beach in my 30s, people would ask about kids. And I'd say, well, I'm going to I'm going to have my daughter when I'm 40. Then I've got her 40 to 60 and she's got me 60 to 80. And sure enough, in my 40th year, I got pregnant. First time ever. <laughs> and she's 12 years old and it's exciting. Did God, with God, all things are possible. So he knew when the time was right. I know. I had this vision. It's like he showed me a vision in Florida, and I had to tell my mom. I said, but my vision didn't include your boyfriend, and my sister is a blur. So for I just know it's us three that's got to get going. Yeah, and he, I had a timeline. I knew exactly when each thing was going to occur. And it's been over the year of just following God's path. And, well, now I am thrilled. <laughs> All right. And making the trip to Florida. So let me ask you a question. When you were looking for your car, you you said that it had to have the silver with the right interior. So you, you had that vision board pretty much down packed, didn't you? Yes. I did. So outside of the backup camera, was there anything else that you didn't get or did you get exactly what you wanted? I think it's exactly what I wanted. I haven't seen it yet, but Lori took a picture of the dashboard and it even tells me the temperature. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, she was in the 40s one day and I'm like, Wendy, look at the dash. Do you see what the temperature is here? It was 85. It was 85. And that was when we had that cool front that came through. It was like 89 today. It's snowing here now. Probably warmer for you, Marv, down. down Yeah. It was hot today. It was a hot one. As a matter of fact, as I pull out the old AccuWeather app, it is still 82 degrees with a real feel of 86. And you said it was snowing, Wendy? Yeah, it snowed last week, 
It stopped Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, my garage sale days. Beautiful sunshine days. My daughter got sunburned even. And then I closed the sale yesterday, and today was a snowy, wet day. Isn't that something? I know. And then I'm trying to have the sale, and and then my car breaks down, and I can't get it out of the driveway. And I'm like, I need this space. So me and her, my mom's boyfriend push it out on the sidewalk area. And I'm thinking, okay, everything's good now. Then the power goes out of my garage. So the electric garage door wouldn't open. I'm like, I'm having a sale. Finally got that fixed. And then Saturday night, somehow, the cables, just cable uh, bolts or whatever, somehow came out of the garage door that you pull down manually. And it was hanging on my people at 8 in the morning. Thank goodness for the neighbor. He's a garage door tech. And he was right over here right quick, you know, and got it fixed. So it's like these, um, I don't know, this little things that were trying to keep me from my dream sale. And the whole idea around it was for people to feel they got a really good deal and be happy with their treasure. I didn't care how much they paid, you know, just want them to go away feeling they got a good deal and happy. And it was just so good. I had one lady, I found her, she found a Walkman. I said, wait, I might have some headphones. So I found her some headphones. I said, hold on, let me get you some batteries. Got her some batteries. I said, you know what? I have cassettes in my shed that have been there since I think 2012. The only reason I had them was to record myself singing when I was drinking whiskey. And so (laughs) I had a microphone in one hand, a whiskey bottle in the other. So I don't sing anymore. But anyway, so she came to the shed with me. We had Tanya, Tucker, Elton, John. And then she goes, oh, my God, the Righteous Brothers Unchained Melody. I am so happy. And then she needed her inhaler. But that feeling of joy that it brought me to make somebody that happy was priceless, you know? For sure. Uh, Kill me. (sighs) Wow. You are going to be a bolt of energy when you get back to Satellite Beach. I know. I'm too excited. Sometimes <laughs> it's hard to get that. I exhume excitement, happiness, and joy. I would just want to smear it all over, all over everybody. Ah, so you're going to make it back. Like this was not like this before, you know. It was pretty terrible times. Well, those are over, so now you can have good times. So you're making it back for the reunion. Uh, Miss Hart, will you be attending the uh Combined reunion, 84, 85, and 86. I will be there Friday night. Okay. As We're going to drive my new car. <laughs> yes. I'm the designated driver. Yes, you are. It's <laughs> yeah. going to be a test for you, for sure, that night. Yeah, I'm fine with it. No, nah, I think there'll I be enough people. Struggling and that keeps me straight. Good. Well, I... Uh, I'd have to check with the wife, but we have a suite. I don't know if I could tell you to stay over if you fail at your job, but. Oh, I will not drink. No, okay. she won't. No, I've, I've had, I spent too many years. It was like, you know, from 14 to 50. So my first 50 years is one life. And this is my second set of 50 years. I've done pretty much everything in life. Lived in Japan, been on cruise ships, all kinds of stuff and lots of experiences. But the only thing I haven't done was be a mom. So this is my time to be a teenager mom. Teenager's mom. <laughs> I'm so, so excited. Since you say that, is she looking forward to coming to 
to satellite? Yes, and she'd been bullied at the school here. She was on oxygen when she was younger, so they mm-hmm. kind of targeted her and throughout the years, and it got really bad when she started the sixth grade middle school. And so I put her on the online academy to finish sixth grade, and then I'm going to take her to where good people are, you know? And she said, can I dye my hair blue and change my name to Audrey <laughs> when we get there? <laughs> So, and, and what did you say? Anyway. I said you can do whatever you want, honey. Be whoever you want to be. But I don't. I don't think she'll do that now. She's been. She. He's been away from the bullying stuff, and she's grown a lot, matured a lot over it. And I think she's just ready to be her and just make new friends that don't judge her on her past and make fun of her. You know. Yeah. And call her names. That's horrible in school. The bullies, it's terrible. And then she says they're, some of the kids are showing porn to each other and that they're dating and French kissing in sixth grade. I know, maybe that does go on everywhere, but I don't know. I just pulled her out and gonna. I'm hoping that Florida's a new start for her. Well, Delora is only seventh and eighth now. Yeah. We're the only county in Florida uh, Brevard that doesn't have sixth grade in a middle school. Really? The only? Yeah. yeah. I don't know why that is. Does I anybody, understand. I wish somebody would even explain why they did that. I mean, it's not, I don't think it was an overcrowding thing, right? Cause satellite was crowded enough as it is with 10, 11 and 12. Well, I mean, I know because when we went to sat- satellite, um, well, when we were at Delora, I should say it was seventh, eighth and ninth. Yeah. Right. And there were portables at satellite. Yeah, and it can handle three grades unless unless it's just, you know, too many kids now. I don't really know. I don't know why why Brevard is that way. It's the whole county. Well, maybe that's a question we can ask somebody that works at maybe maybe we'll get Lisa on the show and ask her if she's got access to the school board and they yeah. can tell us. Yeah, because not that I I mean, I don't have kids going over there, so I, I don't know why I'm so passionate about it. Yeah, it's curiosity. I'd like to know, too. I mean, it's just, I don't know, it's weird. But my kids went to Delora, and they did fine. Yeah. They loved it. They loved it. I know. Did- I know, Emma Will. I, I was just surprised that no more lockers, because I thought that was our private little space in the school, you know? And I decorated I it with carpet and a shelf and mirror. And that was just fun, but I guess they're just doing away with that now. I, I don't, no lockers, period. So, but do they not carry books and stuff? They have nowhere to put their lunch or? Right. I guess if they get a book to take home to keep it the year, and then they just have their book bags. Maybe it keeps them from lingering in the halls and being late to class. I've also heard that their drugs and alcohol could be in lockers. So they're just doing away with it. It was. I mean, you know, to be honest, that's when that sort of stuff gets introduced. Yes. Is in middle school. Right. I don't don't remember that stuff. Yeah. uh (laughs) (laughs) Uh-huh. I can do that. Yeah. So they just, there were too many um, incidents. This is what I've heard. And so they just decided to. To get rid of, I'm talking. Is it what heard or got, re- or got sent reported to you? Yeah, 
But um, so they just got rid of it. And and now they have um, books that you take home. They even do it in high school here, too. Wow. You have There's no lockers at, at Satellite? There are lockers at Satellite, oh. yeah. Okay. Oh, they have- My kids went to Vieira because the zoning is so weird oh. up here. Okay, um, I, I got to go see this Vieira city because yeah. it has taken over. Yeah. As a matter of fact, um, my daughter graduated in 2016 with one of the football players that just got drafted to the Patriots from her year. He was at UCF, and that's where my wow. kids go to college. But um, Couldn't Vieira, get drafted to a better team? Well, he, he went from college to the NFL, the Patriots. No, I understand that, but he couldn't get drafted to a better team? Ha, stop it. <laughs> I'm a huge Patriots fan. That's a shame. So thank you for coming on the show, Lori. Uh... <laughs> I remember he's saying, stop it. That's and so now cute. I'm a Bucks fan. Okay, you can be a Bucks fan, but it sounds more like you're a Brady fan and just boo to that. Well, my whole family is from Massachusetts, so that's why. New England. You don't have a choice. You know, my dad played for the Boston Red Sox, so minor league. I can can live with that, but he didn't play when they won, so. Right, right. But anyway. But he probably takes it as a win, right? He celebrates that win just as if it was his own, right? He passed. Actually, my dad (gasps) passed when I was at Delora. Oh, really? So he didn't get to see the. No. I was 13. Wendy, you were there. I know. I remember. Yeah, I was 13 when my dad passed. Yeah. Well, your mom did an amazing job on her own with you, you know? She really did. Yeah, it was hard. I was the youngest of seven, so we were military brats, too. There were seven of you? Yeah. Did I? Did I not know any of the others? Um, Judy was the next one, and she uh, closest to my age, and she's class of 82. So then I don't know no. if you would have. Yeah, I don't. I don't think so. And then it no. goes to '76. My brother Tom, he was drafted from Satellite High School to play for the Philadelphia Phillies. Okay. For baseball. I remember. So yeah, yeah. So they're they're much older. I'm the youngest. My dad retired from Massachusetts. Um, okay. Chelsea. Yeah. So. Mr. Becker has joined the show and threw out this Trey Nixon. Trey Nixon, yeah. I don't recognize those names. Trey Nixon. Trey Nixon went to Vieira with uh, my daughter. Oh, okay. Okay, who's Trey Nixon? Trey Nixon played, he was a good friend of my daughter's. He played football for Vieira High School. Okay. And then went on, I'm trying to think where he went to play, what college he went to play for. I can't, I can't remember, but then he came to UCF and, um, I mean, starting tremendous, tremendous, you know, record there, starting player. And he was in the draft and he just got drafted. So yeah, Trey. All right. Nope. Here we go. Dave says he played for UCF, then the Saints, now traded to the lowly Patriots. Come on, Dave. <laughs> the lowly Patriots. Come on, let me listen. You have to realize they got Cam Newton, but they still drafted another quarterback this draft, right? I what know. does that tell you? <laughs> I got you. Huh. 
I gotcha. I know. All right. Hey, Dave, we're going to have to do another show and uh, talk football and see what happens with the Aaron Rodgers saga, because that's that's fun. Sorry, ladies. Just had to digress uh, there for a minute. No, it's good. I, you can't really talk sports that much to me unless it's baseball. So, football. How about those Marlins? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right. Well, we ladies. You, Wendy? Oh, no. I'm loving it. <laughs> I think it's uh, great. I can't wait to tell my mom when they get home. Well, she doesn't live with me. She's only four doors down. But I'll tell you what, she drives over here even. So her little Jeep parks in front of my house like eight times a day because she has nowhere to go. She gets her nails done, her toes done, her hair done. And there's only like two restaurants in town. And um, so she comes down to my house. <laughs> Wait till you see how much Satellite Beach has grown. Really? Have you been back, Mark, since 2016? Yes. Yeah. Well, I went back at the beginning of 19 and I wasn't liking it. There is too much stuff on the beach. It's really, it's, yeah, it's, it's really grown, Wendy. Too much stuff. On, oh, and my mom was telling me, okay. So uh, let's see, was it last week? Yeah. So she said, what are they doing with A1A where they are cutting the speed limit and they're doing something with the lanes there? I haven't been over beachside in a little bit, but um, there's been people killed on A1A from people driving too fast. So they've got like pedestrian lanes and a blinking light. If that light is blinking, you have to stop on A1A. Really? You let pedestrians cross now because there's been people hit, people killed. All right. Yeah. That's just, I mean... Stop building condominiums where they shouldn't be built. I mean, it's a jungle. So if I live in Satellite Beach, we're we're looking for a house with a pool, walking distance to the ocean. Um, are there still public access available spots? Not as much. How am I going to get to the beach? <laughs> you might have to drive, or you know, it's kind of. But there's nowhere to park, right? It's tough. It's definitely different. I'll have to walk so I can go in between. So Elise just wrote the speed limit, 35 miles an hour, big controversy because they spend a lot of money and it's not working. Yeah. Oh, wow. Hi, Elise. Hi, Elise. I wish I could see the live, the, the live messages. I know, but this is only, you know, that. So she mentioned earlier while we were talking football, Ginger Troop, 86 grad, Okay. Has two boys playing the NFL. Do you guys know her? That person? I recognize the name and I just friended her on Facebook. I, I don't I want to say band or something, but I or math. I just totally remember that name. And we haven't had conversation yet, but um yeah, I remember the name. <laughs> All right. It sounds familiar. Sounds mm-hmm. like a lot of kids have been doing pretty good there. So I'm telling you, good sports come out of Brevard. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, for sure. So we got the correction on the name there, Felipe Franks. Who? Felipe I, Franks. I'm assuming that's the name you guys were thinking of for the ginger person. Okay. And then, of course, another football star is in the chat, huh. Larry Brown. Larry. I remember that name, and I do remember the David Lowe name. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Big old, big old sports stars when we were there. 
Oh yeah, yeah. David's David's son is playing baseball. Yes, he is. Yeah, in the uh, Tampa Bay organization. Right? Yeah. Wow. Yep. That's exciting. Wow, yeah. my daughter's just starting. You know, <laughs> there's no sports at Delora anymore. What? I know. So there. What about they, the they take out a grade and they get rid of sports? Yep. How is that possible? It's been like that for years, though. Why would they yeah. take away sports? Well, wait. There. I mean, there's no football. I should say there's no football. There's basketball. What? Track. Um. They didn't have baseball when we were there. I don't think so. No. no. I think they. Ju- I think it's just baseball. I mean, basketball. It was, what am I saying? It was football, basketball, and track. Okay. So, so they got rid of football. Still have um, the cheerleaders and the strutters. I think they were called. They still have the cheerleaders because both of my daughters cheered there. They just cheered for the basketball team. Say, basketball. What are they cheering for? If there's no football game. Uh, right. Do you remember me and you did the t- the chains that night yes. at the football? Yes, we, did. we were right on the field. That was so much fun. That was fun. Yep, I remember. Yeah. Okay. So here's here's what I don't understand. So my nephew is five. Okay. So I had to spend Saturday trying to teach him how to dribble because he actually has to go through a draft to play basketball at the age of five. Oh, wow. Does that sound ridiculous or what? Everything is so competitive. Everything. That's ridiculous. They like, it's like a tryout. Yeah, it's like a tryout. And then they decide, you know, because some kids can play up. Yeah. Huh. So competitive nowadays, everything. There's a reason I didn't have a kid, because I probably uh, would not have been a good uh, athlete's father, I think. Yes, you Yes, you would. Have. Yeah, why wouldn't you? Of course. Yes, you would. Because we, here's the thing. So I'm going to get in trouble for saying this. So I don't believe in that participation trophy crap. I not agree. every kid should get a trophy. Right. They probably shouldn't be starting so young. And if you're going to play, you play to win. Absolutely. So start them at the right appropriate age so that they can understand the concept of winning and, and losing. And, you know, uh, you know, teach kids how to play the game right. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. So. But they, they leave that all up to the coaches. They don't like those parental coaching from the from the right. well, and, and see and that would be me because if our coach is a horrible coach i'd be like come on coach i hear you yeah because they're just like these rec leagues and the youth leagues you know they're just volunteers so you never know who you're gonna get i know i should i should feel you know a little bit more compassion i i i was a volunteer ref for a couple of seasons in basketball were you yeah yeah boy for, for high school or for what it was it was actually rec lead for our own age. So when I was oh. 30, 40, we were playing and we refed our own games in our tournaments. And I had pulled a hamstring one year and couldn't play. And so I refed and I'm not refing ever again. <laughs> I bet. I bet you've got a lot of mm, a lot of words thrown at you. Yep, it was uh, it was quite interesting to to be on that side. Yeah, I wouldn't want to be that either. Because I yelled back because I'm like, that's a foul. I I called a foul. It's a foul. Shut up right. and sit down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was fun. 
That's good. Uh, so let's see. Somebody's laughing at Dave's comment. What did he say here? I recommend finding someone else to teach him how to play basketball. He's my nephew, so it's not a big deal. So <laughs> I, don't, I don't have that much of a vested interest in it. Uh-huh. If, uh, so my oldest nephew, we went through this, and he wanted to play for a little while. I coached him, and then he just got to the point where he didn't want to play anymore. So I'm like, all right, no big deal. No, not my kid. Right. I mean, they've got to decide. Yep. Got to be, you know, their dream. They're, and I don't want to teach them unless they're motivated too. I mean, I don't want to force them, you know, if he wants right. to learn how to play, then I'll, I'll work with you. If you don't want to learn how to play, don't play. I don't believe, I don't believe in forcing kids to play sports just to play sports. I mean, Trusting you want them to be active. You want to find something that they can at least have some interest in, but if they don't like it, don't force them. Absolutely. You know, I was so excited when I was pregnant with my son because baseball is in my family. And so I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to get his, you know, his first little glove and all this stuff. He wanted nothing to do with baseball. Nothing. Oh. I'm like, oh, okay. Were you heartbroken? I mean, you know, a little bit because. Well, let me ask, were the other members of your family heartbroken? A little bit, yes. Okay. They were all, like, ready and, you know, we're going to work with them. And, oh, but he'll come around. He, he played soccer. He played competitive soccer. And like you were saying, there was a tryout. So he played up for that because he was very fast. And then he was a gymnast. And um, he used to go with me with my oldest daughter because she was a gymnast. And he's like, I want to try that. But I don't want to, you know, I want a boy coach. And so there, there was one at the gym. And he joined the boys team. And he was like a natural. I don't know. It was just amazing. Wow. He went to the Junior Olympics. Holy cow. Yeah. Oh, nice. And then when he was 11, he said, I think I want to try baseball. I'm getting a little burnout. I mean, the kid was working out like five days a week, four hours a day with gymnastics. That's one dedicated sport. And um, he was a natural. He started playing baseball. He was a natural. He started at the age of 11. And the age of 12, he was invited to go to Cooperstown. So it was best day of my life. Nice. Awesome. Yeah. You know, nice. I just came across a picture of your kids in my beachfront condo. They're in the bedroom, the glass doors. You can see the ocean. And they were holding little turtle boy, my turtle that was this big. And All now he's not like this big. And he's still there, though. All three of my kids? or um, There was only two then. Okay, yeah, I don't think I had Lacey yet, yeah. Yeah, and there was um, also some pictures of Rob Rickett on the beach with us, too. Do you remember that, that he came along? I don't remember that. Hmm. <laughs> I don't know. I, but it was I nice to why. find the pictures. I do remember going out with Rob. What was that place in Satellite, that we, the Cove? We used to oh, go yes, and my cove. mother came to visit. Yeah. So I'll tell you a funny story about that. So mom's visiting me from Vegas and she's free from my dad's strict rules or whatever that he has for her. And she's just happy and just that. And we were going to the Cove to, you know, to dance and drink. And I said, mom, don't you think your skirt is a little short to be dancing in? Don't you, aren't you afraid they might see your underwear? She says, nope, cause I ain't wearing any. <laughs> Holy cow. I had to keep a good eye on her all night long. <laughs> 
Your mom can't Oh, my goodness gracious. <laughs> Hope there's no kids watching this show tonight. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I usually don't ever worry about saying whether or not this is safe for kids because every now and then, you know, I don't mind. If, you, if you're going to slip a little with a curse word, I'm okay with that. If you're going to talk about not wearing panties, we ah. want to. <laughs> Especially your mom. Yeah. Wendy. Oh, she says she knows the story. So was she out on the floor dancing Dang, it up, doing, yes. doing the little, was she doing, what is it, the twerky thing? No, I don't this, think so. They didn't do that then. They didn't do that then? No, I don't think there was that then. That's right. <laughs> you know, I didn't have my honor, and there was some friendly gentleman that kept at her side for quite a while, so I was watching her a lot, you know? What dance were we doing, Lori, when we were out? What was that dance? Can't remember. Can't remember that either, Mark. The achy breaks yard. Is, is that because your husband's standing right there? No, I don't. I don't know where he is. No. We were we were getting down. We, we were twerking. No, I don't know how to twerk. No, me neither. Not me. So, uh, Wendy, uh, Elise, by the way. For those of you that are watching and or listening later, Elise Roth Tedeschi will be on the show next week. All right. She will be back for an encore performance. And uh, she asked the question, when did Wendy move away? You know, uh, I think it was the school year of 83, the middle of it, because Lori was so kind and she got my yearbook signed by all our friends. Because they were saying how much they missed me and stuff like that. So I was thinking, oh, wow, Lori must have sent this to me. Got it signed and sent yeah. it to me. What a dear friend, you know? I mailed them to you. Yeah. Yes. You're awesome. Thank you. I'm so excited to be back together. <laughs> so let wait. me ask this question. It's going to, you know, were you guys best friends because you had to sit together all through elementary school because your names were so close? No, we met at the, wasn't it at the, the base swimming pool when we were 12, almost 13? Yeah. Was I with Renee? No, I don't think we knew her yet. Frappaport well, was Air Force Two? What's that? Was Frappaport Air Force Two? No, she wasn't, oh. but I'm trying to think because my dad was. Retired. I never met your dad, Lori. I think he had just passed away when I met you. Yeah. But I'm trying to remember who, who I was with. That your I mom, I don't know. It must have been just your mom because you were by yourself. I was by myself, and we just became friends. No, I had to be there with someone. My mom never drove a day in her life. Huh. I don't know. I must have been there with someone else, but we met. And then weren't you friends with Renee, though? Or did you introduce me to Renee? I'm thinking, I don't know, maybe I did, but it, it was a little bit later than that. But I don't know. I really don't even know how we actually met. I can't remember. Hey, there's some saying Scott Pierce. Hi, Win Win. What? Why is that on there? Because uh, that's what they wrote in the chat. I figured you'd oh know my who gosh, that was. My, my first husband is watching. And my daughter thinks, because I kept the name Pierce, my daughter thinks Scott Pierce is her stepdad. <laughs> really? really? <laughs> okay. Um, 
Okay, there's a lot to unpack there, isn't there? Pardon me? There's a lot to unpack there. Yeah. Okay. This has been very exciting, you know. It's it's, it's been something. (laughs) (laughs) And Lori, what a surprise, because we haven't FaceTimed. I haven't seen you, have I? I don't think so. No, we just do typing, and I like our typing, because then we can type and then go do something and then come back and type instead of... We've talked too on the phone, yeah, but I haven't yeah. seen you. But every now and then, you you got to do the face to face, and that's yeah. why Uncle Marv is here to put people Thanks, together. Guy. That was a great surprise, Marv. Excellent. Uh, all right, so let's do this. Let's go ahead and wrap up the podcast, and because uh, I don't want to ask any more questions about Pierce. explain that uh lori i want to thank you for hopping on and helping with the surprise this evening i know it was last minute and you did a very good job in being available and i was really surprised wendy was messaging me on messenger she's like i'm gonna be on marv's show what's a podcast (laughs) And, and is my face gonna be shown i'm like um i think he's gonna want you to you know and Oh, it was cute. I had to play it off. Like I you did, very, did very well. Great, Lori. Well, what thanks. a grand surprise. Thanks this is for having my me. day. This is a new experience for me. I'm in contact with an old but yet new friend. And then he surprises me with my best girl. This is so exciting. And you'll have to tune in to Marv's shows because do you remember Elise? I'm pretty sure I do. I need to see her and I just... I do. I remember the name, Elise Roth. Well, she's got a wonderful story. Okay. So, yeah. Yep. So she will be on next week. We do this, I try to say every Monday night, but obviously that's not the case. But Monday nights, 8 p.m. And if you if you subscribe or follow me on YouTube or the Facebook, you'll be notified when we post new shows. And you can watch live. Or you can go to UncleMarv.com and see past episodes. You have the option of listening to the audio or watching the video because uh, I will post it there on the website. And you can stay in touch with all of our friends from all walks of life at UncleMarv.com. So, ladies, thank you again for coming on. And this is uh, this has been a nice little fantastic show. So we'll do it yes, again soon. Thank you so much for inviting me. I've never done this before. Well, I just learned how to do FaceTime. <laughs> you just well, learned how to do FaceTime. Proud of you, Wendy, for how far you've come. I turn your life around. Yes, and thank you. we will see each other. You'll be there Friday night too, right, Mark? Yes, I will. Okay, so we'll oh, nice. I'll be there. Yeah. I will be there all weekend. Okay, sounds all good. good. Things are happening. I just love it. All right, guys. So, It'll be great, folks. So check out UncleMarv.com. Hit the blog to find out when we'll be doing uh, stuff at the reunion, July 16th through the 18th. And catch us next week with Elise Roth Tedeschi. And we're going to have another surprise guest as well next week. And then later on this month, we have, for those of you that went to Palm Beach Atlantic with me, Dr. Philip Rothschild who is the husband of the lovely Miss Jennifer Rothschild. So we're going to have a great show later on this month. So that is going to do it, folks. Thank you very much. And uh, we'll catch you guys later. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. 
バイ。